Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 259. Keep your relationship randy. Hey, my loves. Well, by the time you listen to this episode, it is Valentine's week. And I thought it would be an awesome thing to talk about relationships on this journey and how we can stay, well, you know, frisky and randy. And look, I am in no way positioning myself as an expert when it comes to sexy time on this journey. But what I am an expert at is helping women use the mindset piece of the fertility puzzle to absolutely blow the statistics out of the water. Women from all over the world come to me when they want to be successful on their fertility journey. So that is my intention here. So I'm going to approach this subject not as a sexpert, but truly as a person who thinks and encouraging you to think about sex within your relationship in a completely different way. Because you know what? When we're trying to conceive, man, shit can get real stale. And it's really easy over time for that to continue to build up. And then there's resentment and anger and boredom and all of the things that had the two of you, you and your partner, come together in this union start to get challenged. And sex in our relationships is, is about intimacy. It's very, very basic and, you know, a human need and a version of human expression. But it can really suffer when we've been on this journey for any length of time. So that is the point of this conversation this week. And hey, you know what? Even though we all know that Valentine's Day is completely made up, it is a completely just commercialized non-holiday that card makers all over the world are going to be profiting from and florists and all this other stuff. And like, and look, I got no, no problem with that, but we all know what it is. Okay. But nonetheless, it is kind of a really cool opportunity to press the reset button in your relationship when it comes to the intimacy and the closeness and yeah, sex too. So let's roll up our sleeves and get into it. So you can get into it. I'm going to be breaking this down into three parts because I think it's really important that when we are shifting our mind and our mindset about the state of our relationship, the intimacy aspect of it, particularly around sex, that we can think through it, right? You've heard me say this very often, that the most important faculty and, and gift that you have is your ability to think. Because when you can think and you can think clearly. You're not in fight or flight, anger, frustration, fear, doubt, or negativity. Then you can think through a quote unquote problem with more access to solutions than you can when you're constricted and in chaos and, and all that good stuff. So the first step in all of this is get really clear about the state of your sexy time. 
honestly, right? Like some people, you know, if you ask them about them, they're like, oh, it's all right. You know, it's good. It's fine. It's happening. You know, like, but nobody's like, fuck yeah, it's great. You know, unless they just got married or something like that, or I don't know, still dating, whatever the case may be. But, but I am presuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you're on the journey. So certain things have probably changed, but it's important for you to be honest and not exaggerating. You know, we're, we're going to choose truth and honesty over any exaggerations or the kind of answer your frustration would give you. But if you take a second and say, honestly, what is the state of my sexy time with my partner? Okay. And just write this down. Like this takes two seconds. You could probably do this at, you know, whatever cafe you get your coffee from and like do this as you're waiting in line. I don't know. But what is the state of it? Just be honest. And it's really critically important. And I'm saying it again because it is that important. Don't answer this question from anger. Really come from a place of love. Come from a place of commitment to success in your relationship and come from a place of commitment to your family. All right. What is the actual state of sexy time with your partner? The second step is asking yourself from a constructive place, what do you want it to be? Now, this is probably a little bit more complicated because when we're on this journey, we're like, I just want it to be enough for us to get pregnant. Or, you know, it's been so long because we've been on some, you know, crazy back to back IVF cycles that it feels like we can never get it in. Right. Whatever the case may be. But just breathe and ask yourself honestly from a sense of vision. We all have a vision of what we want for our lives. Answer this question from that place. What do I want my sexy time to be? What what do I want this really precious, sacred time with my partner to be? Think through this carefully because so often it's rushed, it's mechanical, all of the stuff that you know we are quietly thinking about all the time or we hear about people talking about who live this journey as well. It's important for you to be able to articulate what you want this to be for you. Because so often people get stuck on question number one, the first step. Well, it sucks. It, it hasn't happened in forever. I'm not even sure if my partner's interested anymore. Like We get stuck on one. We don't ask the smarter question, which is really, well, what do you want it to be? Because when you ask this second question, then you are in a place of possibility. You're no longer in a place of limitation and you're no longer in the story because step one and question one is is often laden with stories and and laden with our saboteur voices and, and so much of that kind of negative layering that if you don't move past one, it seems like your answer in one is all that is possible. Step two is how you get into possibility, as I said. What do you want it to be? This is also where things can get complex because people have a really hard time expressing their desires in this part of their lives, especially if you grew up in a house where talking about feelings or talking about sexuality was not good or it wasn't invited or it was just avoided like the fucking plague. You know, people treat the subject of sex like they do the IRS, right? Just be really patient with yourself because 
we're engaging a different part of your brain because there's going to be one part of your brain that I know the problem right away. Ah, You know, you're very practiced at the complaining and bitching about the state of your sexy time. But where we're entering here is a place of constructive thought, a constructive consciousness in a sense of, okay, well, what do I want it to be? Right. You're engaging a different part of your brain. It's a more creative part of your brain, probably more emotional, probably more access to truth. Right. It's not so shrouded in the stories. So take a little bit of time with that. Maybe, you know, your two names from being called with for your coffee or whatever. This can happen really quickly if you choose. And then the third step is really make a decision. Okay. Now that you know what the state of your intimacy and your relationship is. Number two, you have a sense of what you want it to be, okay? Then number three, it's really about taking the goal orientation out of sexy time for you. And and this one is tough because when when we're under deadlines and we're like, ah, this is my fertile window and, you know, you get that look in your eye and you're chasing your partner around like they're a Thanksgiving turkey or they feel like, you know, Jerry in a Tom and Jerry cartoon if you're an American and have watched that. But like it when we have been on this journey long enough, sex becomes very goal oriented and so laden with expectation and it's got to be perfect. It has to happen at the right time. And ah, right. It, It just becomes really heavy, ugly and sometimes a really horrifying source of hurt. And a sense of betrayal, right? Because what happens if you know that it's your fertile window and your partner really isn't in the mood, right? And you're like, fuck, I've missed another opportunity, right? So one of the wisest and most loving things that you can do is just drop the drama about the goal orientation that your sex life may have right now. Because it's, it obviously is, I'm sure, I mean, this is not rocket science, but it takes the spontaneity out. It can take the intimacy out, really. It's no longer an expression. It's a destination. And we really need to be very mindful about this on this journey because then our partner is like, ah, you know, like the person doesn't feel seen. And that's a huge thing in intimacy is your partner feeling like they are being seen by you that they're being attended to by you, just like you want to be seen and, and attended to from them. Like it's, it's giving each other the respect that comes from taking the goal orientation away and allowing it to be this beautiful dance between you. And what I would encourage you to consider instead, like, look, the fact that you want to get pregnant is not going away, right? Like, duh, that's obvious, right? That's an awesome side effect of having a great sex life is that you increase that possibility. And and look, even if you're in a position where IVF or some other intervention is going to be the primary way through which you conceive this baby, this information still applies. You know, I come from the perspective that like everything that we're doing on this journey is touched by our energy. And if you have a partner that's begrudging about giving their sample because that's the only time that they can get any, you know, like, Oh my goodness. Like do you think that that doesn't translate into what they put out into the world? Like seriously. That also is a reflection of how receptive you are. Because if if you guys have like I don't know why the word is coming to me, but I'm just going to use it, you know. If you have some emotional congestion around the sex in your relationship, like 
you're going to be bunched up. Your partner's going to be bunched up. It's like no good across the board. There isn't that openness and connectedness between you. And as a woman, that affects your receptivity. And if you're partnered with a man, that's going to be like, you know, when he's given his sample, like he's going to be all mad and shit, right? Like you don't want that. You don't want that energy coming anywhere near his swimmers that is that are going to be, you know, put with your, with your beautiful egg. You don't want that. You don't want that kind of energy. And I know that some people are, that are going to listen to this is going to think, ooh, that's a little too woo-woo. But everything is energy, people. Everything is energy. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just is. And energy is, is the basis of all matter. Don't be one of those fucking fools that like blows this off. Like I remember and like my celebrity acupuncturist back in the in the old days when I was running to San Francisco's Chinatown told me, oh, my gosh, do not have sex when you are low vibe. Like, do not force it because it's bad energy. And, you know, that's that's really what I'm saying here, too. So I don't know. I'll have to check with my friend Michelle Orovitz. She'll probably have something to say about (laughs) about that. I think the thing is, is like, you know, that the energy when the energy is good and when the energy is like no good, that you don't want any of that. And one of the primary ways that you are going to be releasing that emotional congestion, as I called it, is to take the goal orientation out of your sex. Just please do it for you. Do it for your partner. Like, just stop it. So what I'm going to encourage you to replace it with, because nature doesn't like a vacuum, right? It's going to, if you're going to take one thing out, you're going to put something else in, right? As adults, the way that we learn is we have to remove one thing and put in another. We can't just remove the thing, right? So here's what I would encourage you to replace it with instead. Instead of saying the sex is going to lead to my baby, here's what you should consider instead. And you can word this any way you wish. I'm just giving you an example of what I came up with and what I think is a really great position to be in when you're about to engage in sexy time. And it's, I am open. My heart is open. My body is receptive. And this is fucking fun. I'll say that again. I am open. My heart is open. My body is receptive. This is fucking fun. Like, just think about how different that feels than the chaotic, crazy, the sex has got to lead to my baby. This is the only time we're going to do it. And I want to make sure there's enough sperm involved or whatever. Like all of the machinations, all of the calculations, just stop already. Just just do everyone a favor and just stop. So this is what I have for you on this topic at the moment. You know, I really wanted to make this simple, straightforward, and it's more important that you go and start working with these ideas than it is for you to hear me yammering on more about it. And look, you can riff on this in any way that you wish. But as a woman who is the keeper of her relationship, this is an opportunity for you to really exercise some extremely powerful feminine leadership here. If your sex life, if if your sexy time is not what you want it to be, take these constructive steps and work with them. Make them what you want them to be. Adjust them as you wish. You're a thinking, common sense person. And see if you can approach the subject of sex with your partner over the course of the next week in a completely different way with being very clear about what the truth around it is, being very clear about what you want it to be. And number three, 
taking the goal orientation out of it and replace it with openness, openness in your heart and allowing your body to be receptive and acknowledging this is fucking fun. Don't forget that this is someone you want to have a baby with. This is someone that you love enough to have that sacred bond with and let your sex from here on out be an expression of that. So have a wonderful fake holiday that we call Valentine's Day. And look, if it's time for you to finally fucking change your mindset on this journey so you can be certain that you've got your bases covered, mind and body. My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body. The mind and body work together, baby. This reality is no, it's, it's just no longer woo-woo. It's a fucking fact. We see this in science and we see this anecdotally. If you're not leveraging it, you have got a gaping hole in your fucking strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Isn't it time that you were one of them? I mean, seriously, how many women have you heard lately that were once listeners and now they're guests? That could be you too. But it all starts with you making the decision to be fearless. Fearlessly fertile, baby. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.